brought to you by Charity Mobile, the phone company that shares your values. More information is available at CharityMobile.com. When we talk about the liturgy wars, you probably get images in your head of rad trads like me yelling about you about the new mass or apologists for the new mass misrepresenting the history of the liturgy by trying to tell you lies like the TLM being only 400 years old. That claim is laughably false, by the way. But almost assuredly, whatever position you take on the TLM versus Novus Ordo, the liturgy wars in the Latin West of the Church are nothing like the story I have for you today. In the Latin West, veterans of the struggle to defend the traditional Mass and preserve it against modernist aggression and suppression allowed themselves have allowed themselves to be arrested, have blocked cathedrals, have held Masses outside of cathedrals or parishes when bishops illicitly banned their Masses. But the one thing these protests had in common was that they were peaceful. But the story I have for you today is something else entirely. The liturgy wars in a part of the church that most of you will see as being far off away in a distant land have fared up dramatically, including resulting in something that can only be described as sacrilegious. And the whole thing's a cautionary tale for all of us. So please keep everyone I'm about to talk about in your prayers today and offer a prayer of thanksgiving for the fact that our liturgy battles have not taken the turn I'm going to tell you about now. So our story takes us to the Syro Malabar Rite, which is the rite of the Divine Liturgy, or Mass, said predominantly in India. I'll be giving you the bird's eye view of this dispute because, frankly, I'm not Syro Malabar. I'm Roman. I've never been to a Syro Malabar Rite liturgy, though they are apparently available in Oklahoma, oddly enough. But even if they are available, I actually don't know which version is available near me, and that's the crux of the problem here. After Vatican II, many of the Eastern Rites of the Church Romanized their Masses, and this was going on anyway before Vatican II. They started offering the Mass versus Populum, meaning the priest facing the people, which is, frankly, the basically the priest and the laity offering worship to the people, not to God. In many ways, the Sarah Malabar Rite looked very, very much Novus Ordo, just an Eastern version. You would recognize it as such. They're not the only Eastern Rite of the Church that does this. I have experienced the Maronite Rite of Divine Liturgy, and in many ways, it looks like the Novus Ordo with the priest facing the people, the much of the liturgy said in the local vernacular, as well as in the traditional Arabic languages that the rite is offered in. It's strange to see. Then recently, Francis issued a document to correct this, commanding the priest to say things ad orientum. Not fully ad orientum, mind you. The priest faced the people during most of the Mass like usual, but when the liturgy of the Eucharist began, meaning the part of the Mass where the consecration of the bread and the wine occur, the priest switched to ad orientum, meaning his back was to the people he was facing God. Otherwise, it was versus popular were facing the people the rest of the time. After Vatican II, not everybody, of course, went along with this. They didn't want to go along with these changes to the liturgy, and they tried to keep their traditional liturgy intact. Not everyone wanted to go along with it, and a remnant kept their liturgy intact, causing debates for decades. If that sounds familiar, well, it should, since the same thing happened in the Roman Rite. Fast forward to a few years ago, when Francis intervened and issued a document to settle this issue once and for all, as I described earlier. But let's talk about that again. Instead of commanding everyone to worship in the versus populum manner, meaning facing the people, which had become predominant in much of the Syro-Malabar rite, Francis did something that would shock anyone 
not familiar with the nuances of this issue and of the commands of the Second Vatican Council on this. Francis told the Syro-Malabar rite to worship at Orientum, at least during the consecration, meaning the priest with his back to the people, and to offer something closer to their traditional pre-conciliar liturgy. If you're confused by why Francis would do that while suppressing the TLM, it's pretty straightforward. Vatican II issued a document called Orientalium Ecclesiatum that told the Eastern Rite churches to preserve their traditional liturgies and to reject the Latinization of their liturgies. It might be the best document of all the documents at Vatican II. The Byzantine were told to remain Byzantine, the Syro-Malabar to remain Syro-Malabar, their Maronites to remain Maronite, and not to come become an Eastern version of the Roman West. They were to preserve their liturgical and cultural identities. Francis believes that he is doing the will of the council on all things lit liturgical, and this action reinforces that position of his. And with that background information out of the way, Francis's command to return to liturgical tradition for the Syro-Malabar rite, or at least to become more traditional, was widely accepted in most of the dioceses of India, except for one, where literal brawls erupted over the proposed changes to the liturgy. Protests went beyond protests. Priests were involved in physical scuffles. It got really ugly. A bishop had to issue a command warning that priests who refused to submit would be punished. Remember, these rebels are against a more traditional liturgy being somewhat restored in India. They want their loosey-goosey liturgy. They want their Vatican II-wise liturgy, and not the traditional liturgy of the Syro-Malabar Rite, despite Vatican II telling them, keep your traditional liturgy. Now, this story comes from Pillar Catholic with the headline, Indian Archbishop, Vatican May Discipline Priests Over Liturgy Protests. An Indian Catholic Archbishop warned priests protesting at liturgical changes that they could face disciplinary actions, even from the part of the Holy See. This story broke on December 23rd, which is why you probably didn't hear about it. Plus, in the Latin West, we tend to focus more on our own issues, for good reason, most of the time, but it does tend to get a bit myopic at times, and that needs to be remedied. So, from the article, quote, An Indian Archbishop warned priests protesting against liturgical changes supported by Francis today that they could face, quote, disciplinary actions, even from the part of the Holy See. In a December 23rd letter to clergy in the Archeparchy of Enarculum on Gamali, Archbishop Andrews Tazat urged priests to begin celebrating a new form of the Syro-Malabar Church's Eucharistic liturgy, at least by Christmas 2022. Last week, folks. <laughs> the Church's Synod of Bishops urged Syro-Malabar dioceses in August 2021 to adopt a uniform mode of the Eucharistic liturgy, in which priests face the people during the Liturgy of the Word, turn toward the altar for the Liturgy of the Eucharist, and face the people again after communion. The decades-long dispute has reached a new path of intensity, since the Pope named Archbishop Tazat in July as Apostolic Administrator, succeeding Archbishop Antony Carril, who claimed that he was forced to step aside after he dispensed priests from adopting the new mode. Sound familiar, by the way? 34 of the church's 35 dioceses have introduced the change, but the vast majority of priests and lay people in the Inarculum and Angamali Archdiocese, the largest diocese with around 500,000 members, reject the new mode, insisting that clergy should be allowed to continue facing the people throughout the liturgy. They argue that the practice is well-established, following its introduction 50 years ago, is more faithful to the reforms of the Second Vatican Council 
and deserves to be recognized as a, quote, liturgical variant. Attempts to introduce the uniform mode in the Ernakulam Angamali Archdiocese have provoked street scuffles, hunger strikes, and the burning of cardinals in effigy. Archbishop Tazat previously issued a circular letter on September 30th appealing to parishes to adopt the uniform liturgy as soon as possible. Protesters responded by publicly burning copies of the letter. End quote. As bad as things have gotten in the Latin West, we never saw anything like this. Not in America, Italy, France, the UK, anywhere. Look, people rag on the SSPX for frankly incorrect and silly reasons. Sometimes just making accusations up against them out of thin air and then lying about it publicly when law enforcement doesn't back their claims up. But nothing like what we've been seeing in India has happened in the West. Maybe you think it should happen that way. Let me know in the comments if you take a, we'll call it a more radical hands-on approach to this than I do. Let me know if you think that. But this story gets even weirder and, and more tragic, honestly. From Gloria TV headline. Liturgy war escalates. Combat operations between priests. Here's a basic tip to seminarians watching this, since I know a few of you do. If you find yourself going to this extreme, you've gone in too deep. Don't let things get this far. In India, the priests are physically battling each other over this issue. And remember, the resistance is coming from those who want more a more Vatican II-style liturgy, not the half-traditional half-Vatican II liturgy that Francis imposed on them where he took them back towards a more traditional liturgy. They want a more liberal group hug liturgy, not what they were told to offer. And they were willing to get physical over the issue. So, from that article, quote, A violent clash erupted at St. Mary's Cathedral Basilica in Kochi, India, between supporters of presiding mass facing the people, a liturgical abuse, and the proponents of a, quote, unified mass, allegedly backed by the Vatican, where at least parts are celebrated facing God. The presiders camped on Saturday inside the church when the celebrators entered the church. Father Antony Putavelli, the cathedral administrator, attempted to celebrate, while protesting priests presided on the same altar but turning away from God. Police refrained from interfering as the clash happened in the basilica. The turmoil ended with expletives hurled inside the church. The altar was cleared and finally overturned. Reportedly, the blood of Christ was spilled. The clash resulted in injuries to nearly a dozen priests, end quote. Again, you may think the TLM protests get over the top. Here's the thing. The most strident set of a contest or a resistance priest who thinks the Novus Ordo is entirely invalid and that the SSPX aren't valid because they get too cozy with Rome does not. And they believe these folks don't believe the new mass can affect the Eucharist, but they would not do what I just read to you. They would not turn over a Novus Ordo article altar. They would not spill the chalice of the precious blood or disrupt the liturgy while it's going on. There may be cultural reasons for that. I honestly don't know. If you're in India, let me know if there are cultural reasons for this, but you've never seen this in the Latin West. It just doesn't happen. But it's happening now in India over preserving essentially a Novus Ordo version of the Syro-Malabar Rite of Mass. Take all the time you need to digest that information because frankly, I don't get it. I don't understand people getting so passionate about the new liturgy that they commit sacrilege to defend it. That shows that those involved are missing the point entirely. But could you see this happening in the West? What would happen if we, many of us got our wish? We got a Pius XIII or Gregory XVII to be named Pope, who then abolished the Novus Ordo and restored the TLM. 
Could you see modernist priests doing this sort of thing? Like Jimmy Martin, could you see that happening? Or would they just go into schism? I'm curious what you think about this story, so let me know in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. As does sharing this on social media. That helps a lot, too. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Happy New Year. And Ave Maria.